0: You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Carrie are living out my dreams to be a professional organizer, so I loved this conversation. However, I had no idea how emotional and psychological their job really is. I love that their connection was instantaneous, and they've been tidying up clients' homes ever since. Katie and Carrie, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks Uh, for having us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Okay, so first, tell us about yourselves.
1: Okay, I'll start. Um, My name is Carrie George, and um, I am half of the Home Sanctuary. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for, I've forgotten how many years, a lot, Um, and then started kind of doing my own thing on the side where I was um, helping people get their homes ready for the market and had kind of started a little business, um, had not done anything formally, and then lo and behold... I met Katie. So I'm Katie Hilbert. Um, In my former life, I
2: was an occupational therapist, but I actually still think that I use a lot of the skills that I used as a therapist when we are in people's homes. So I shouldn't say
1: former life in my life. Oh, that's right. Mind, yes. That's <laughs> right. And I didn't mention that I got a degree in social work. And I feel like we definitely yeah. that's come in handy also. <laughs> um, so originally
2: I am from Iowa. My husband is from Louisville, Kentucky. And um, when we met at O'Shea's <laughs> we oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to throw that in, you know. You can meet your husband at a bar. But he's from here, he works, at, teaches at Sanex, and so we have um, just lived here, I guess I've been here over 10 years now, and part of the reason that Carrie and I met is because our my husband is good friends with um, her brother-in-law. So that was kind of the tie in between, uh, and our
1: kids go to the same school, even though our kids we have six among the two of us um, at the time all went to the same school she and I had never met, and we met because of the connection that her husband um, has to my brother in law so we I reached out to Carrie I was uh,
2: working for a big corporation uh about two years ago, and um was just feeling like oh, I can't do this you know." 50 hours a week anymore, or have these three small young kids. And so I went out to dinner one night with a friend and her question was, well, what would you do if you could do anything? And I said, well, I would be a home organizer. <laughs> so, I mean, who does not want to do that? <laughs> so, um I mean, at that point, I started looking into maybe franchising with another company and then um, heard about Carrie. I reached out to her via email and we met at Heine Brothers And I would say that by the time we left that meeting, we weren't sure how it was going to work, but we were going to do something together. So I put in my notice at my corporate job and we went full into this business and, um, Carrie's sister-in-law Stephanie was like a huge savior to us to getting things started. She um, helped us set up a website. She helped us, you know, brainstorm uh, business names, and the home sanctuary mm-hmm. was born. And that was October of 2017, yeah. so a little over a year ago. Oh
0: We've been rock and rolling ever since. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So. Obviously, home organization is the crux of what you all do. But talk to us about all that you offer, because it's much more than just making things look pretty.
2: Right, right, right. So we do offer a plethora of things, and actually what we offer has just... um, grown because we just added some virtual services to Mm -hmm. um, part of the services that we offered. You know, we were getting a lot of people that didn't live in Louisville or sometimes want to do the jobs themselves, but um, don't know
1: where to
2: start. Yeah. So we will meet with you virtually and kind of give you the tools and the tricks, and then you do the work yourself. Other than that, um, if we come into your home, we do uh, organizing and staging of a lot of really any space in your house. We do a lot of kids' rooms, master closets, pantries. Um, The typical client there is usually um, a busy professional that just doesn't have time to do it Mm -hmm. themselves or a mom that, you know, is home with kids all day and, uh, again, does not have time to do it herself either. So those are our two main clients. Um, And then we also, on top of that, help people if they're getting ready to move we will come in and do consultations on how to stage your home yourself or we will do the staging piece for you so our and goal that,
1: that's pretty involved I'm sorry no nope, you're fine um just because it's kind of fresh in our brains because we've just come off of two really big um I guess you'd call them like folks who are Preparing to downsize. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're going through that process and you've been in your home, let's say, I mean, whether it's five years or two decades, um, you've collected a lot of things, um, particularly if your children like grew up in the house and, you know, now they're adults and most of them do not want um, all all those things that (laughs) we moms for them. Um, a lot of times when, you know, we see it on the other end when these, when these kids are in their twenties or thirties or whatever, you know, they don't have room for it or it doesn't have the same meaning to them. So that kind of circles back to, um, advice that we do give out, um, to parents of young children. But anyway, so what we've done like for, for these bigger clients, we can kind of do it one of two ways we've done where we work with the same client, like over a Period of time, like say months at a time, um, maybe once a week, once every other week, whatever, because organizing and decluttering and going through all the stuff in your basement, the storage room, all those rooms that you've been avoiding, it's very exhausting. Um, not only for us, but for a client who has to make constant decisions about what to keep, or is this really important, or should I sell that, or should I donate that. Um, that kind of thing. So one way, so that way would be to do it over months and just do a little bit at a time. And that really only works, obviously, if you know you're going to be selling like months down the road. Um, the other way we've done it is where we just go in for a full week and just knock it out. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, and have
2: at it. We have yeah. dumpsters. We have junk haulers. We have consignment people. We are on the speed dial for DAV. We have mm-hmm. done it all because mm-hmm. fitness. equipment, <laughs> fitness That's another equipment. big one. So it's a huge job, but the the point of it is is you don't want to pack up and box things that you aren't going to use in your new home. You might as well mm-hmm. get rid of it before you move, so it's one less box to unpack. And then that leads to our final thing. We love to help people once they've moved into their new home to set up the house yeah. correctly. You know, by the time you get to that point of moving and Packing, when it comes to unpacking, usually things just get shoved anywhere because you're exhausted. So we love a a fresh, clean slate and we like to get people set up the right way so that um, they feel
1: like their home truly is their new sanctuary. Yes. And functional. Um, You know, we love to make things pretty, but. I mean, and we feel you can do both. You can make it functional and pretty at the same time. But as Katie was saying, when you're just moving into a home and you've been through that whole process, I mean, you are exhausted, especially like people who have young kids. I mean, it seems even more prevalent where things just get... Stuffed everywhere. And, you know, a lot of times they'll be there for five or six years and you've got the client saying, I don't even know what this stuff is or how it got put there or my kitchen's a mess. Nothing's where it should be. You know, so that's where we come in. Fresh set of eyes. And I don't know. We just look at spaces, I guess, differently than most people and just really try to um, bring functionality and make it visually pretty.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that, though, about setting it up when you're moving into a house, because I feel like even though, you know, I feel like I'm pretty organized, I feel like you all still look at things, like you said, with a different perspective. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going to make it much more functional. And really, like, once you set it up, when you move in, hardly do we ever go back and change things and like, reorganize or reshuffle. And so it's like, you gotta have it set up right the first time
2: hundred percent. Right. Right. And we try not to over organize. I think that's another thing that um is a big point for home organization in general is it's supposed to be functional. It mm-hmm. you know, it's not supposed to be, be It's so, not supposed to stress you yeah, out. It's not supposed to, exactly it shouldn't stress you out. Sometimes on Pinterest you see all these like Beautifully staged and organized things, but you know that's not really always real life. So we always try to keep that in mind when working with clients. Is we want you to feel at peace when you come home and that mm-hmm. it's working for your family, and not that you, it's just one more thing that you have to do to right. make it stay looking as beautiful. You know, it, it looks really good when we leave. We realize that within a couple of weeks, we want it to look still about seventy-five percent mm-hmm. of what exactly. you know. That's that's kind of the goal of. Um, our work. It's not going to always stay 100%, but we still want you to feel really good when you come to that space six months down the road. Yes.
0: Now, back to uh, the downsizing. Mm
1: -hmm. Obviously,
0: Marie Kondo has taken the world (laughs) by storm.
1: Storm, Yes, So
0: You all all talk about her a lot on your Instagram stories because you're going to Goodwill to make donation drop-offs, and there's a line, which... Yes. There never would have been before. So talk to right. us about why do you think Marie Kondo has made such a splash?
2: Well, it's interesting that she, she has been around
1: for mm-hmm. a few years. So We read her book, like, a, I don't know,
0: a year yeah. or two ago.
2: Why just this year? No, Netflix. I don't. I mean, she has her Netflix <laughs> show. You know, I think that home organizing um, has become... More popular, I'd say, mm-hmm. in the past couple of years, there's quite a few larger companies that have started. Right. Um, so that probably has helped. And um, I do think that our culture in general, you know, is trying to is realizing the impact that we are having on our earth or, you know, just the right. amount of what clutter really does. Due to yourself personally you know it does cause anxiety and it can Absolutely. cause um, emotional stress so I think people have just become more aware and mindful of that so um we have pulled up to the goodwill I'd say 10 times in yes. the past month and there has been a line and I do think that a lot of that and that's is,
1: multiple goodwill yeah, yeah. that's not just one yeah. we don't frequent just one <laughs> but I think that um you know, we've watched, we haven't watched the entire series, but we've watched a couple um, of Marie's episodes. And, you know, we do things a little bit differently. But the bottom line is, is that when you get a space in your home organized, it's really hard to find somebody who doesn't feel like that is just really freeing. And that it really just reduces stress. So I think that that's part of it, too. I mean, you know, we're always trying to find things that are going to minimize our stress um, and that seems to be it seems to be one mm-hmm. for sure definitely
0: I also have to think that there is this movement of people staying home more and people yeah. kind of claiming to be those homebodies that we all always were but now we can actually make a joke about it and it's okay um, and so there is something to be said about simplifying that space and kind of loving everything that surrounds you Yes,
2: yes. yes, absolutely. You know, we there's a blogger we followed that one day she put it perfectly of that, you know, the world is so chaotic right now with everything going on and like your home should really be your safe place. You know, there's mm-hmm. no thing that you shouldn't you should feel at home and at peace and calm when you're when you're yeah. in your own space that you and you can if you have kids or don't have kids, if you have fur babies, like that's your place. It's your, your one area that you can have a little bit of control over to, to maybe bring a little bit of happiness to this, Mm -hmm. you know, with just everything that's going on. I thought when she said that, I'm like, you're right. This is exactly it. Like it's your, you may not be able to do huge things in the world, but that's the one place you have control over is your home. So I think that people just really are being more mindful. A lot of our clients, um, one don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you know, there's the emotional attachment to things that they can't part with it without. Maybe, you know, that's one of Marie's things that we don't necessarily follow. You know, we don't thank everything before we get rid of it. But I do think that, you know, allowing yourself to to um, kind of process through some of those yes. feelings of letting, being okay with letting things go. That's hard on it's people. It's really hard on um, people. Very sure. hard. And that's where, when we talk about our, you know, our past, our degrees, that's the one place where we really use a lot of that, those skills, because it's okay. We all have emotional attachment and we don't ever want to make people think that we're judging. You know, I say every client's house we go into, they ask us, one, is this the worst you've ever seen? Yes,
1: every time. Every they time. Apologize, <laughs> they apologize for it, mm-hmm. you know,
2: and it's just, it's amazing because we all feel they've every, not, we don't want people to feel embarrassed, but on some level, they feel embarrassed and there's no need to. I mean, it is just human nature to collect things, right? But, you know, you're,
1: it's not always as easy to let it go. So, and it's, it feels like the longer you've been in a house, I mean, I guess it's a little bit cliche, but some of our clients, the longer they've been in the house, you know, was just the more stuff you've collected. But Katie and I really make a conscious effort. And we we want to even do this more going forward about being mindful to be as resourceful as possible with people's possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we only yes, we have to get dumpsters and yes, things end up in landfills. But we try very hard for that to only be legitimate trash. If there is a way to, you know, we even take the recycling home from clients' homes mm-hmm. and put it with our own recycling yeah. Um, to go out to the curb rather than in the trash. We take, you know, we try to find um, the best places locally to take blankets, you know, given that it's winter or men's clothing or, you know, whatever it may be. And a lot of people think, Oh, the Goodwill, whatever, that's not where you should take it. well, we've had some pretty good experiences with the Goodwill, but we work with other organizations as well. So I guess the point is that it makes the client feel so much better and rewarded about their hard work getting rid of items when they know it's going to a good place. Yeah. Um, 100%. We can't tell you how many times people have just been like, Or or we've gotten feedback from organizations. Oh, my gosh, that stuff we picked up from your client, our people loved it. And it it brought in this amount of dollars to our organization or whatever. And that just just makes it so much more rewarding and and lifts that stress off of them even more. Like, okay, yes, it was hard for me to get rid of, you know, that material good because of this memory I have attached. But, hey, look what happened. You know, look what came from that. Um, so we try to always let that kind of be at the forefront when doing these kind of projects.
2: And for all the friends, friends, fans out there, we always say everybody has their their Monica closet. You know, she was the neat freak. <laughs> we all have it Yeah, to be embarrassed about, right? but it's OK to also to let go of things and to maybe not keep the family heirloom that's been passed down 20 generations. If it's just shoved in a closet. So right. You know, there's right. someone else might use that. So I love that yeah.
0: about how it's going to other organizations, because I do feel like that's the biggest hurdle for most people to get over is, well, I don't want it to go in the trash. Um, you know, I may not be using it right now or the last 10 years, but I don't want it to be trash. And so, you know, being able to take it that step further, uh, I think is a big part for most people to, to move past that emotional attachment. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, And we have like a good amount of, um, I guess, baby boomers who, you know, have lost parents. And so they're collecting, all the things from, you know, their parents or aunts or uncles who have passed. And so when it's that sort of item, it has, even if it's just sitting in their basement, you know, collecting dust and they're never going to use it, it just feels so much better to Mm -hmm. go, to go somewhere where, you know, it's, it's going to bring good.
0: Yeah. Just being selfish here. What is (laughs) one tip that you can give away to all of us? that we can go do in our houses today.
2: It, we we talked about this a little bit. There's there's two folds to this. One, I think if you think you have a project a project that you want to do like let's say you want to clean out your closet or clean out not even your closet. Let's say your bathroom vanity. What we find a lot is that people have they have when we show up to the house they have like 20 containers that they bought, but they can't use because one they didn't measure before they mm-hmm. they went and bought, or they bought on a whim. So a big tip one is to make sure you always measure before you buy anything, because otherwise that container <laughs> you bought you, yeah. will probably just become clutter in your house. The other thing that we like to always say is that it's essential that you take 10 minutes a day if you want to reduce clutter. You have to take a little bit of time every day to yes. to make sure that clutter doesn't build up. And the number one place that that builds up usually for people is with paper, mail or papers that come home with your kids, any of that. So we always say you need to spend 10 minutes, maybe not 10 minutes a day, maybe five minutes a day going through the papers or like collect them all week and spend 20 minutes on the weekend. And you have to make that part of your routine. Right. Otherwise your house just becomes you know paper overload and then you're disorganized you're forgetting to write things down that you're missing it, events yes. so Carrie and I are both very mindful of spending some time every day getting rid of yes. of the things that come in whether it be cleaning out your kids backpacks going through their folders all of that you have to make that part of your routine and clean it out on a daily basis it's
1: amazing how fast that stuff um builds up and then you know when you're When that becomes like routine for you, then you typically have somewhere that you put those things. So, you know, I have a family of five. So, you know, each child has a a paper bin or now it's just my kids have a paper bin. Um, But you know what I mean? So it has somewhere to go. I mean, and then it's not going to just get lost. So when so-and-so says, hey, where's that permission slip I was supposed to blah, 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 bring in, um, you know where it is and you're not digging through a pile on your countertop or a pile in your laundry room um, or whatever. You just end up like piles of everywhere um, when you don't deal with clutter.
0: Very good tips that we can all take away and make our lives just a little bit neater. <laughs> Get yourself to the target section. Get yourself to the yes. Any oh, yeah. excuse to go to Target, okay. I will take. Okay. Yes, and um, you can exactly. get something that's really cute. It yeah, makes exactly. you feel good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we want it to look pretty. They have some yes.
2: gold ones. They have some wooden ones. You you buy whatever
0: makes your heart happy and put your paper in there.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Okay, so thinking about the business side of the home sanctuary. What's the hardest part of owning your own business and operating, you know, away from the corporate jobs?
2: You know, part of the reason I left the corporate world was because I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have so much more time if I have my own business. <laughs> well, that was a lot. I mean, I think when you own your own, you're, when you're so invested in something, yes. Carrie and I have had to learn it has to turn off at some point. You know, yeah. we're, we, we were going through phases where we'd be and we still do it sometimes, you know, for big projects and things, but we'd be texting each other, you know, at 11 o'clock at night because we have this list of of things that we've just thought, Oh my gosh, we have to get them done yesterday. Right. Well, you know, there's always going to be a huge list of things to do. So we've, we've been more mindful this second year of business of allowing ourselves to turn it off Mm -hmm. because it's never going, your to-do list is never going to end. But I think that that was, we both thought, I think we were both surprised at how much was on that to-do list always. So well, And how
1: much it means to you personally yeah. um, when you're trying to build a brand. And, you know, Katie and I know a lot about organization and home styling. We did not know a lot about owning a small business and trying to get it off the ground and marketing and, you know, social media and all the things, yeah. advertising. Yeah, so we have had to wear a lot of hats, and we have had to learn the hard way, and we've, you know, had to outsource jobs mm-hmm. that we just have finally figured out are not worth our time or energy. Um, because so, we're not good at them. Yeah. They're taking too long. You know, your time does eventually,
2: you know, it is valuable. So we we realized sometimes you have to spend a little bit of money to make you know, yeah. make the business worth it. We just didn't have enough time in our day to do all the things that needed to be done. Plus being clients homes. Mm-hmm. So we've learned, yeah, definitely learned that marketing we've needed some help with that. Um, we've made a couple of mistakes with some advertising mm-hmm. um, in the past. And luckily we've not done anything huge. Right. Um, but because we are small, I guess we started off with small mistakes. Yes. Which, which is, is good. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, the, the organizing piece is the easy piece. It's Mm -hmm. the other, everything else that has Mm -hmm. been the most challenging for us.
1: But also rewarding. And, and, you know, we got some advice early on from, um, other female entrepreneurs that how important it is to really, um, appreciate and celebrate every small success. Mm -hmm. Um, so we really try to be mindful of that because it is so true. Um, you know we don't have a year end review with our boss, and you know are we going to get a raise, or yeah. that kind of thing, but celebrating all of our successes um and, and we feel like we've had a lot has for as young as we are um has been really fun,
0: and obviously, you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it oh so, right, you know what do you find to be the most enjoyable part of this? Well, another thing that um
2: I think Carrie and I have been very blessed with is that, you know, we did not know each other hardly Mm -hmm. at all. When we started this, we went in thinking, well, let's give it a a go and see how it works. And we did before we started our LLC, we did do one job together (laughs) to make sure that to make sure sure we, we, we could get along, but you know, that was one job. And I, I do think that our ability to have found both of our own strengths in the business we we found those really early on, mm-hmm. so I think we're really lucky to have each other. We spend a lot of time together um way more than we do with our husbands and kids at this point so um we've we've become very close we're we're very good friends, and I think that that we're lucky because I don't know that that's that everybody else that that works for everyone right, right? so that's right. been a big plus is that we've we've kind of grown our Friendship and our families are kind of you know growing our family, I guess a little bit, mm-hmm. so that's one good thing. I don't know what else are you what are you thinking
1: <laughs> I'm try- no, I think that that's um that's definitely been you know when c- circling back to our meeting at Heine Brothers, I'm trying to kind of forgetting the original question, but um when Katie said that you know we decided that day that I don't know. We just kind of had this instinct that this was this was and, and could work. We didn't know what it looked like. And Katie mentioned that she was thinking about franchising with, um you know, a national kind of organizing company. And, and we kind of thought about that together for two minutes. And then we thought, you know what, Louisville loves to support local Mm -hmm. businesses and entrepreneurs. And we just thought we can we felt like really strongly that we could do this and succeed in Louisville on our own. And that's another really good thing is we have met some of the most
2: amazing people on Mm -hmm. this journey. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to help new businesses small businesses we've met some amazing women female entrepreneurs it's that has really been yeah. um part one of the biggest highlights of of uh, this business and this journey is just seeing how much people really do want to see you succeed exactly i
0: love that. Do we have- <laughs> so yes yes that's that's perfect that's better than i could have even dreamed of <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the time you have outside of when you're working, what are your favorite ways to be selfish?
1: I like to be locked in my room by myself. <laughs> watching. Okay, like, no, like, like under the covers, like that's like a dream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes of peace. Well, I know Carrie takes a,
1: does take a bath almost every day. Oh, yeah, day. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is definitely like, that's my zen moment. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, you, we do... For me, I'd say I do take – my husband and I, we are not afraid to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. We, we are pretty social people. Um, we go out pretty frequently, and um, I'd say that that's it's good for us. It's good for our kids. Um, I'm not saying like every night. I mean, I'd say <laughs> – I'd say like once a month or twice a month, but for me, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I also am very good about trying to take girls trips. I do take, um, one for sure every year with some friends of, of mine. Um, it started out as a bachelorette party and now we call it the Moms gone wild weekend <laughs> because we're all moms now. Yeah. Um, all work really hard to make that weekend work for all. Of <laughs> no us. matter what you're gonna be there <laughs> we go to the lake it's just really fun and then um I'll travel sometimes my I'm from Iowa I think I mentioned that earlier so I'll travel home sometimes um by myself to go see my sisters or go see some of my girlfriends from from home so I find that to be really important um to take some time away by myself and to also stay connected with um my girlfriend. So that's kind of an essential part of my being selfish. I would say, I yeah. don't even like to say that, you know, it's not even really selfish self care, right? Yep.
0: Okay? Yep. We're, t- we're taking away the negative connotation of selfish.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> what do you, is there anything you all wish you could be doing more?
2: Well, I do think we would love to see, um, our business, continue to grow. Yeah. You know, I don't know that we're going to be the next Marie Kondo's, but we would like to be the Marie Kondo's of Louisville. You know, oh, um, right. yes. it would be it would be awesome. You know, maybe have our own
1: <laughs> TV show someday. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have all kinds of big lofty goals, yeah. but I think for now we just want to keep, we want to keep growing. We yeah. want, you know, we feel like we've maybe hire some staff. Yeah. Someday. yeah. You know, one thing we found
2: and, you know, as our business, hopefully does continue to grow is, is there's a, a a lot of people out there that want to find the work life balance, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, especially some for the age that we are having kids um, that require a mom to be home more often. I think that that's a really big struggle for a lot of people out there. And I think that if we could grow this business someday to help maybe support some Mm -hmm. of those other mom's dreams of working mm-hmm. part time or, um, being home a little bit more, we would love to do that because that's why we're doing what we're doing. So I'd say right. that's a goal of ours is to definitely expand and grow and hopefully help, you know, somebody else be able to, to, to find that balance. Cause it's a challenge, you know, it's yes. really a big challenge in this day to, to find that, that balance.
0: What is next for Katie <laughs> and Carrie?
1: Next for us. Um, I think like Katie said, we just, we want to keep growing. We want to inspire, um, other women in particular to not be afraid. Um, as far as the home sanctuary, we we're hoping to kind of maybe connect with some builders, um, coming up, you know, Louisville supports Homerama every year. Um, so we would love to be able to showcase our work, um, in some pantries or closets in some of the um, houses in Homerama. There's also one in Norton Commons coming up. So we're, you know, we're just trying to think of ways to get our name out there and get people to kind of see what we do, touch and feel it and think, oh, I want my whatever space to look like this. So I think those are... Kind of more immediate, um, what's next?
2: Yeah, there's just lots of little things on the to do list that, you know, nothing huge. I mean, I know we want to join a mastermind group, you know, yeah. with some other female entrepreneurs. I think we're trying to, we realize there's only two of us. So we're trying to um, grow s- small, steady, you know, stay kind of baby steps. We're not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, overnight, be overnight sensation right and
1: I think that's what we were trying to do when we hit the ground running like oh my god I mean our minds were just going insane with like all the things like Katie said that should have been done yesterday and you know it took us a while to figure out like we can't Rome wasn't built in a day we're gonna just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you know work towards one goal and then hopefully um you know it just it keeps building organically that's that's the hope. And hopefully our clients are so happy with our work that, you know, word of mouth does wonders. Organizing is kind of addicting.
2: With yes. People. Once you get one space, they always want you back. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> and especially like- with the beautiful work that you all do, like that, it, it's yeah. definitely sure to come. So, Katie, Carrie, thank you so much for talking with me today. And we're going to wow. keep our eyes out for what's to come with the home sanctuary. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on selfishthepodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.